This episode includes a reference to suicide. If you or someone you know needs support, call or text 988 for the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. This is Ranger Cast. I'm Tyler Rito Volto. I'm joined by Mike Manos, and we should have other uh, hosts joining us later on. So we got some tragic news Sunday morning as we record this Sunday evening about the sudden death of Jason David Frank, arguably the face of the franchise over the past nearly 30 years. Um, multiple media outlets confirmed his death uh, with a statement from his manager. TMZ has sources uh, suggesting that he died by suicide. We won't dwell on that. Instead, we're going to focus on remembering him and what he meant to his friends, his colleagues, the fans, to us. And what this means and we don't really have a lot of a lot of structure for this like the show notes that I have in front of us are basically remembrances from Cross Ranger Nation actually beyond um, and I have some paper notes of things that I personally you know want to make sure we touch on but um, I'm going to start with um, a tweet from Simon Bennett who uh, says that yesterday, Saturday, the day that uh, that Jason Frank died, was a very sad day on set. And even people, you know, like you, like you know, even actors now on the show who barely knew him, or or who are from New Zealand, where until recently the show hadn't really aired in years, are recognizing the uh, impact that he had. Um, Tessa Rao on Instagram wrote, thinking about you a lot. You forged a path. I only get to walk because of you. There's no Izzy without Tommy. There's no power just without JDF. And I'm sorry that I never got to tell you how much that and you meant to me in person. So, the rumors started to get out there late Saturday. And uh, it came as such a shock to all of us. And like I remember last night reaching out to you while you were on the road and telling you about, you know, some of these uh, rumors. What did you, what was going through your mind when you first actually, you know, woke up and saw, you know, the news this morning? Well, I think it truly speaks for how much of an impact he had on a lot of people when the primary reaction, emotion, whatever you call it, that dominated the uh, online conversation was, there's no way it can be real. Or, mm. let's wait for confirmation. People didn't want to believe it yeah. right away. And I've never seen, and we know how the internet reacts to a lot of uh, 
celebrity deaths. Unfortunately, we get quite a bit of them. And I've never seen that kind of sense of disbelief or denial of reality uh, than I have with Frank's passing. I've never seen quite to that level. Granted, that may just be the circles that we're in. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was some people pointing to, like, people got a, a hashtag trending a few days earlier, uh, suggesting that Jimmy Fallon had died, and he is very much not dead. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, like, totally, you know, out of the realm of possibility, but, you know, as we learned the provenance of, like, where these suggestions started on Twitter, you know, it started to seem more and more real. Um, and I'm just thinking, you know, as much as we're hurting as fans, I'm thinking about the the people who worked with him, uh, his family, his friends, and, you know, the, the, the people closest to him, you know, um, And I just hope that they're all surrounded by love right now. Right. Um, Jackie Marchand, the uh, longtime former writer of Power Rangers uh, from late Mighty Morphin up to Time Force and then from Ninja Storm into uh, RPM, uh, she wrote on Twitter, that Fighting Spirit, the episode Dino Thunder, which she wrote, uh, was not a not-so-veiled metaphor about battling your inner demons. I hope, Jason, is at peace now. That we're going to take care of yourselves and reach out to others if you need help. And I feel like more and more nowadays that people are okay talking openly about mental health issues. Oh, definitely. Um, and I, you know, like I said at the top, we're not going to get into, you know, all all of that. But if you or anybody, you know, needs help, you know, say something. You know, there, there are resources. And, you know, you're not alone. There are people who care about you. There are people who want to help you. Um... You know, going, like, to all these conventions, you know, I I didn't really get in, you know, his line because it was always so long. Uh, and, you know, you kind of feel like, you know, there's always the next con or they'll be around, um, you know, forever-ish. Um, and also the thing about, you know, your childhood heroes, you, you know, even if you intellectually know that, you know, they put their pants on one leg at a time, just like everyone else. You, know, it's still, it's still rough. You know, accepting you know their mortality. Right. Um. You know, you're seeing a lot of people posting about um the loss of Kevin Conroy. Uh. In the same way, because you know, to a lot of people, he was Batman. 
is Batman, will always be Batman. Um, and you know, it's not that I'm mourning, you know, an autograph that I'll never be able to pay for, a photo that I'm never able to get, but. the presence that he had in the community. Um, you know, good days, bad days. Um, that, that I'll miss. Oh, 100%. I mean, you really can't find um, an actor who is so closely tied to the franchise. We've had a yeah, lot. and yeah, he's he's practically synonymous with it. Like for better or for you know, worse, somebody, Power Rangers defined right, his yeah. career. Mm-hmm. And you know, when somebody, you know, the average person on the street thinks of Power Rangers, they think of him. They think of Tommy. Um Another reason why I feel like this is such a um such a blow to mm-hmm. the community is not only uh, is he one of the original six, obviously. Um, but unfortunately, we passed 21 years ago now. And a lot of people... Yeah. And a lot of people in this fandom, uh, at least in our age, we're both in our 30s, we uh, did not have, at least I can't speak for you, but we didn't have as much um, online awareness with how many of us were out there when Twee passed. That's right. It was something That's that right. I think a lot of people may have found good, out. Yeah, yeah happenstance. Uh, maybe the Time Force episode, Circa Unsure, I think it was, where they had That's the right. placard of Twee's passing. It was something mm-hmm. that we didn't have this kind of accessibility to people's reactions and takes and tributes. So, And obviously we've had other Ranger actors pass, but I feel like a lot of them have been either... Delayed reactions. Uh, Grant comes to mind. How much of a delay there Ooh. was. Who was that? Um, Lothor actor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grant McFarland, yeah. McFarland. Um, because, because there was like a year of delay to... or something like that between his passing and people finding out. Right, and Pua, but, you know, we learned other th- that was a much more complicated situation yeah there were there and... were other details involved in yeah. that um whereas this one seems more straightforward i guess yeah yeah so i feel um, like that's why the discourse mm-hmm. around this one has uh at least part of the reason why it has such a larger impact than some of the other ones not just because of the um not just because of how long he has been with the franchise, um, but also the current state that we're in. It's also kind of a perfect storm with a lot of people finding out on Twitter. I think that's where a lot of the right. notifications took place. Twitter is obviously very much in the media right now for different reasons. So it kind mm-hmm. of became a perfect storm of people being aware of that. I'm fairly certain, as someone who's not on Twitter anymore, hasn't been for years, I'm fairly certain Jason David Frank was a trending topic pretty quickly last night. It was, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And so you have all these eyes on this subject on Twitter uh, for, you know, the Musk stuff. And then this happens. So I feel like it kind of coalesced into not just because of his role on the show, but because of other extenuating factors. This is going to have far more eyeballs on it than anything else the franchise has seen in quite some time, good or bad. Yeah, yeah, and you you referenced Twee, and you know that brings up the 30th anniversary special, which was written and shot. He wasn't invited, I don't believe, and Austin St. John, whether he would have been invited or not, couldn't couldn't come. Um, but something we know is that um, Charlie Kirsch will be playing Min, who will be Trini's daughter suggesting that they might um, address Twee's death in the show. And, you know, we kind of, you know, off air, uh, talking about, you know, the fact this was shot already and, you know, can't necessarily take into account... um, Tommy, or can't take into account Jason Frank's death. And you, you kind of wonder if if you know, it feels like it's the end, end of a chapter. Because of the fact that the show is distributed on Netflix now, I feel like you can't really have a placard at the beginning of a single episode necessarily because episodes are no longer tied to a certain point in time for when they were initially released because they get released in blocks. So I feel like instead of having something at the top of an episode uh, like they did with Twee and Tyler and I were speaking... That was at the end of the episode. End of the episode, excuse me. Uh, Tyler and I were talking. We haven't had any title card... uh, memoriam since twee in the franchise that's right it's been 21 years and obviously we've we've lost several cast and crew of the show they've never referenced anyone scott page robert axelrod peter i don't peter didn't get anything pua didn't get anything. peter rudder yeah there have been several obviously they're going to especially with the 30 year anniversary this is going to loom over the head. They they're going to absolutely mention something. Yeah, I I think I feel like there's an obligation um, because you know without I mean he was Power Rangers absolutely um, you know whatever you know however overexposed his character might have seen sometimes seen sometimes you know they were giving the people what they wanted when they called That's him not back. The, I mean yes the character was popular. Right. But people, you have to dis- in this case, you have to disassociate the character from the actor. You absolutely have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Unless the show... Because, honestly, I don't think the show is going to, quote-unquote, write Tommy out. Yeah. The Ninja Steel special yeah. comes to mind. Um, I forget the name of it because Ninja Steel is a blur to me. Dimensions in Danger. That's it. How many times have people over the years said, you know, Tommy is the greatest ranger. He's the best of us. 
I well, he yeah he yeah, mm-hmm. and I feel like if the show were to state that Tommy had passed, I feel like that would cast a shadow over the entire franchise that they don't want because if they're going to spend all this time building up this character as you know the true power ranger of them all and then he's gone does that mean that none of the ranger teams could possibly be as good again that's a very sticky situation that's right that i feel the yeah. show is not well equipped enough to handle no offense to the crew so honestly i feel like they should absolutely pay tribute to to frank at the 30 year special uh at the beginning or the end maybe some sort of uh sizzle reel of highlights yeah. like they did when yost left the show i guess even doing that but i feel like the, the character should not be um or lack of a franker phase uh killed off i don't think they should do that well two things one um during the last season of ER, Michael Crichton died. And I remember um, the episode that aired like a couple days after. They had they brought Eric LaSalle into a studio to read something for like 10 seconds about, about Michael Crichton and what he meant because he created ER. Um... And I could see them adding something, I believe it was at the beginning of the episode, adding something to the special along those lines, uh, filmed by Yost or or somebody like that, um, one of the OGs uh at the top. I think that, that would be that would be the right thing to do. Oh yes, I would agree. Um and the other thing is um I'm a Doctor Who fan. Okay. And um, Elizabeth Sladen died about a decade ago. Um, while the show wrote in the Brigadier's death after Nicholas Courtney died, the, they've, the show's never actually engaged with the death of Elizabeth Sladen. Um, In-universe, unless you want to talk about the canonicity of all the stuff from Doctor Who Lockdown um, which was done you know, during the Rona uh, and written by Russell T. Davies unless you want to engage in the canonicity of that uh, in universe Sarah Jean is alive but they've, ne- they've, they've had references to her here and there but without mentioning her or anything um, but they haven't actually had to you know go back and say in the show that, that Sarah Jane has passed and it just kind of, you know, moved on. Um, there's an episode where they just now, the, the special power of Do- the doctor, where they could have referenced Sarah Jane, but did not. Um, and I think that's the kind of tactic with, with Tommy is to, to move on. Right. While we're thinking about the special, let's roll the clock back to the early 90s. Doug Sloan 
the uh, former showrunner uh, and writer back in the day, said, he said yesterday, we lost Jason David Frank. My first real job in the industry was as his acting coach back in 1994, which led to a long history with Rangers and with Jason. He was a sweet, loving, wonderful human being who loved his friends and family fiercely. He was a gifted artist in so many ways. He worked so hard in everything he's put, he put his mind to and his name on. We've been trying to get back in touch, but schedules were tough. I'm devastated, just leveled. Rest in peace, buddy. Love you more than words can express. And you know, he spoke um, at Anime Central back in 2008 about how Power Rangers happened for him. And uh, we do have that audio, thanks to friend of the show, Lee Sands. We're going to play some of it for you now. Well, actually, you know, when we all tr- tried out for Power Rangers, I, I got this this um, this agency, this producer or whatever. Uh, actually, it was a like a like an agency management company. I don't want to say the name because I probably forgot it anyway. But anyway, I went in and um, I said, hey, I'm looking, you know, to be an actor. And I had long hair at the time, and they're like, he's like, look, if you want to, you know, I mean, if you want to be an actor, you got to be the, the boy next door. You need to cut your hair. And I was a black belt at the time, and everybody had long hair, and it was just like. We don't cut our hair. So anyway, I, I cut my hair really short, and I showed up at the at the at the at the um, management place, and I said, "Okay, man." Huh. Felt pretty funny, you know. I cut my hair, and they're like, "He's like, we can't represent you." And I was like, "I just cut my hair, though. I mean, you know, you can represent me." He's like, "No, we can't represent you. We were busy. They were booking some like national Coke commercial from one of their clients. They said, here, take this. This is called Phantoms, and it happened to be Power Rangers.'" Well, it changed the name to Power Rangers, and I thought it was like the Green Ranger. I thought it was like a Forest Ranger or something. I really didn't know what it was, because you know? like no one knew like the Green Ranger. I wasn't into the. I, I didn't know. And uh, so anyway, I got I went in and you know did my stuff and got a call back and I went back with seven girls for the original uh, Yellow Ranger. There was like seven girls and a guy. So I was sitting there and I was thinking, man, is it going to come down to like you know choosing a guy or a girl, because I'm going to have to take out some of these girls. That's what it's going to do. But uh, I didn't really know what it, what they were looking for, because, you know, they didn't say Green Ranger, they said Ranger. So, but it was just me at the callback. It was easy. But these guys had it tough, because it was thousands of people. In Hollywood, when it started, it was kind of like, you know, everyone does everything in Hollywood. That's just the way it is. Uh, you know, you fly planes, yeah, yeah. You karate, uh-huh. Yeah, that's just what it is. But, um, but when these guys had thousands of people. But anyway, I, I was on the show, and then, um, you know, stuff kind of happened, and they wanted to turn me into kind of my own show, so I started VR Troopers. Sold that kind of syndication kind of worldwide. We sold like 70 to 80% of it. Brad Hawkins, who starred on VR Troopers, was going to be the White Ranger. So when I left the show, all these kids petitioned that they wanted me to come back, Green, they're saying they're not eating, I mean, literally. So they were like, Saban was really worried, and they're like, you got to go back to your show. I was like, oh. Oh, man, I just want my own show. I want like be next door, you know, not like in any other way, but I just kind of wanted to like, you know, I don't know, it was kind of cool. It was the same thing, but anyway, so Brad was going to be, which happened to work out, I think, for the best, because then I wouldn't be in the movie, and that was like a pretty, you know, $80 million movie, and so it happened to be that Brad was the White Ranger, I was VR Troopers, and then again, we switched back, so it was just switch. it's literally just walking next door, it was like, okay, man, <laughs> right, VR Troopers, here's your helmet, get my helmet, see you, bye. So, yeah, you know, you're hearing there, you know, he's jovial. He's, you know, just having a great time. Every, this, the, uh, you know, it's all, all very light. Uh, that was a, uh, press conference style interview with the late Robert Axelrod, the well, Steve Cardenas, Karen Ashley. Um, 
And we're also hearing a uh, remembrance. Uh, this posted in a video from Austin St. John. And we're going to share uh, that audio here as well. Look, it is. Um, it's no secret there was. Um, <clears throat> there's no secret that Jason Frank and I were not beer drinking buddies, for sure. Um, but yesterday, uh, for those of you who may not know, uh, Jason Frank is, uh, he's gone. Yesterday he died. And, um, yesterday, more important than that, a, a man died, a father died, a husband died. And, um, <clears throat> there's no, uh, there's no easy way to, to feel those emotions. I lost my father in January. So I, I have some semblance of understanding for what his family must be going through right now. And, um, I don't have a whole lot. Uh, I'm not going to go on and on. I just, um, I hope he rests in peace and my prayers and my thoughts go out to his family. And, um, once a ranger, always a ranger, brother. Once a ranger, always a ranger. Much love. So, I mean, you know, the clear, you know, bearing of hatchets, um, you know, they had their disagreements, but, um, you know, there's nothing but really, you know, empathy and, you know, making sure his family has what they need right now. Right. And, um, Ciara Hannah, um, who worked with him a few times over the last decade and your convention circuit, all that wrote um wrote a really heartfelt letter uh on Instagram. I'm gonna read portions of it. Uh she wrote We had this instant connection and you made me feel loved and like family without skipping a beat. I remember feeling so drawn to your daughter Jenna, like she's been my sister my whole life. Who would have known that was only the beginning of our time together? Who would have known from that moment on my life would be changed forever? You always made me feel safe. For being the eldest child, I've always felt the need to protect myself. But I'll never forget Lexington. It was late and it started to rain, but all I wanted to do was take a walk in the rain. Instead of going back to your room, you and Jason Harvey walked with me. We walked around town while Jason told us random facts about each building. It was the most fun I had in a while. While we were walking, some guy walked by and touched me inappropriately. I wanted to ignore it, but you being you, you wouldn't stand for a man to disrespect me like that. You and Jason followed him, and after a few words, you both made him apologize. Sounds silly, but I've never felt more protected and loved in my life. She goes on, I'll never be the same after knowing you. Just I'll never be the same after knowing you're gone. But gone isn't really gone, is it? You'll never be gone. You made a mark in this world. What they say is true. Heroes never die. Thank you for being my hero. Thank you for loving me the way you did. Really, really heavy stuff. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like, we only see, 
you know, one side of of these actors. It's a very like parasocial relationship. But everybody who, you know, sharing their story seems to have nothing but wonderful things to say about about him. Like back at Paramorphicon in twenty eighteen he uh, had to opt out of doing uh, Shattered Grid Live. Jason, Jason Font instead uh, read um, Tommy's lines last minute. So, you know, at the time, you know, it's like he was thinking, yeah, you know, he's, he's you know, spending, like, you know, he's not being paid to do Shattered Grid Live, whereas the autographs are yada, yada, yada. But it's like nobody was complaining you know, about paying that money. Nobody's playing out, staying out of line because everybody who's talked about getting, you know, that moment with him, getting that FaceTime, they, they talk about how gracious he was. Now he, he took his time to speak to every fan or, you know, if he had to leave to catch a flight, he'd go down the line and you know, shake hands, sign autographs, use as many as he could and practically miss his flight. And, you know, there, there are lots of, there are lots of people who don't do that. This is true. I mean, as we said a couple times before, for better or worse, he is the face of the franchise. Um, and that didn't just refer to his character. He truly valued uh, and understood that Power Rangers is what got him where he is. And he, yeah, always, and he always made sure uh, to show that fans yeah yeah i mean it's a shame you know I, I know there's probably some suit at e1 there's probably there are probably you know people on the production side who now you know regret uh i don't know why you know he wasn't put into the uh the 30th um but again it's a real real missed opportunity and uh, also on the convention circuit, there are a couple other, you know, regulars who are outside, you know, the PR world who nevertheless ran into him at all these events. Uh, Bruce Campbell uh, tweeted, wow, JDF was a backstage green room buddy at cons. We enjoyed the crappy coffee, smoking stogies out on the loading dock and dressing up in wacky outfits. Jason's loss is another reminder to appreciate the ones you're with right now. Or, um... Mm. James Marsters from Buffy and Runaways just heard the news we lost Jason David Frank he was a good friend and a great dude I felt good whenever I was within five feet of the man I'll miss you bud and you know you have these people who you have nothing to do with the show who you know who he made an impact on yes well he also had a wide range uh, even though he was defined by Power Rangers, you know, he had the MMA, and MMA is huge. He didn't have, you know, he's never, he was yeah. never a name, really, in MMA, apart from being, hey, look, the Green Rangers, cage fighting and stuff. That's interesting. It's a novelty to an extent, but he did tip his, he did uh, dip his toes in other fields. And again, despite what People may hear of, you know, how he reacts to certain people, personalities, jokes too far. To have that wide a group of colleagues 
showing respect this soon out the gate has to speak for something. Yeah, yeah, and also let's you know remember that he also uh, after leaving the show started Rising Sun Karate Academy, uh, training who knows how many kids, not to mention the children inspired not just by the show but by the Karate Club uh, videotapes um, to go into martial arts themselves, and that's just as much part of his legacy. Absolutely. I mean, you can only influence so many people on television. I mean, he went out and influenced people in real life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Amy Jo Johnson uh, earlier this afternoon went on, on Facebook and Instagram and posted, Jace, you are beautiful and truly unique. My life just won't be the same without your frenetic, hilarious caring driven and creative ball of energy i always love you dear friend please now rest in peace and you know you have like i can't imagine what they're all going through uh johnny young bosch uh was supposed to be at nyc this weekend he uh he dropped out after um presumably after learning the news he hasn't uh tweeted about it you know how how everybody grieves is their own business, and I'm just now seeing a tweet from Power Rangers official Twitter, um, saying all the Ranger Nation is deeply saddened by the loss of Jason David Frank. JDF brought countless smiles to fans over the years, and we'd be greatly missed. May their power protect him always. <sighs> that sigh so, is pretty much that should be the title of the episode, episode eight. Because that's how everybody feels right now. There, There is nothing that people can say. You know, you have your JDF haters. They even come out of the woodwork and have nothing but respect. Because even they understand what kind of effect he had growing up. There are a few icons from the early to mid-90s that had that much of a real-life impact for certain people than Power Rangers. I mean, you could argue that you know, cartoons like Ninja Turtles were really big at the beginning of the decade. I know that started in the late 80s. And, you know, Transformers. But, you know, because they were real people, and never forget how much of, an, of a craziness the, uh, they shut down L.A., yeah, yeah, and... Um, I think people forget just how huge, like, casual fans, people, you know, tertiary to the franchise. Power Rangers was gigantic at a certain point. I know we're not at that point now that we used to be. Yeah, shutting down the freeway, it was yeah. a true um, phenomenon. Mm -hmm. And uh, here he is again, archive audio from 2008, talking about coming back to the show in, in Dino Thunder with some fun anecdotes about Disney. We had also doing fight scenes, though. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a martial artist. I'm Steve's a martial artist. We're constantly getting, you know, you got to smile. I mean, it's just a kid Yeah, show. that's you right. Can't, yeah, I, I can't that. look mean. I, you know, I got constant. When I went to Disney, I got memos saying, quit saying SH, you know. It, <laughs> but I'm seeing, I'm like, and they kept saying, they thought I was cussing. And I'm like, you know, I'm, 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 
that's just sorry, man. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. I'm just keying. I'm not like saying cuss words. So they're very, you know, kind of smile when you fight. It's like, ah, yeah, oh, good one. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that was just hard. Yeah. No, that was kind of hard. And we couldn't. And we couldn't do anything like couldn't kick, kick in the face. face, no face no, kicking, and then, anything yeah, like that. 70% of the good moves away. Mm-hmm. Spinning hook kicks oh. to the shoulder. You know, we, I mean, I got some, we got good shots, like, we're head shots. We're like, leave it, I can't. Like, okay. I did an episode where I did a bow staff in one of the, um, in one of the, the episodes, but I did double nunchucks before. And they cut that because, you know, nunchucks are illegal and blah, blah, blah. So, we got that a lot as well. You know, and they're just dealing with kid shows and very, you know, cautious about what they do and what they say. But they made the Black Ranger black, so. Right. When we first yeah. started, man, we, we got a lot of slack. Yeah. We got yeah. a lot of slack from that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is what it was, man. Yeah. They're like, oh, we didn't think about that. And you know, we talk about Tommy, like, and we talk about Jason David Frank, like he was the secret sauce of the show's success, and it wasn't really, you know, planned at all. You know, Tony Oliver has talked about. You know, going through Jew Ranger as the tapes arrived and kind of being blindsided. Don't recall it's 15, 16 episodes in when Dragon Ranger shows up and like he ran to Haim Saban's office, is, if I'm recalling this correctly, and said, We've got a problem. They had no heads up at all. And around the time that they were casting uh, Tweet Trang, they were also in parallel uh, casting JDF. Right. And how much of the success of the show is owed not just to Tommy, the character, but to Jason David Frank, the person, the actor? I don't know how obvious it is in this recording when you're listening to this, but uh, this entire episode, it's difficult to parse, to form into words, you know, how much this means. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, would, you know, the show is a totally different thing before Green with Evil. And after Green with Evil. Absolutely. And, you know, in the hands Green with Evil of... was an event for many people, mm-hmm. children. I hesitate to say boys because, I mean, it was marketed towards that audience at that point. Uh, it was but the in, first in example... The hands of I, another... I was trying yeah. to say, it was the first example of television for a lot of people in our age group that was effectively a miniseries. Continuous yeah. plot yeah. every day. Tune in Friday to see the thrilling conclusion. We had never really experienced yeah. that before, and it was all wrapped around this character. But in the hands of another, you know, literally anybody else, you wonder. I guess it's, you know, it's impossible to think of anybody else as Tommy now. Oh, of course. But just how how perfectly they nailed the casting, and they they found somebody so game for both the action and the comedy. Yes. Um, you know the, the same guy with that fantastic evil laugh 
the same guy in Rita's Pita. Rita's Pita is such a good episode. <laughs> I don't know why that was the one that came to mind. Just it rhymed, I guess. Um, and he was so enduring that when dinosaurs came back around in Dino Thunder, he was the first person Doug Sloan called. And not only is he enduring, he's endearing out. to the franchise, you know? Yeah. Isn't yeah. Frank was and a man that really... wore his heart on his sleeve and it came through in the passion that he had for his work. Yeah. Yeah. And it really sucks that he's not going to not going to be around as Power Rangers goes into its next chapter. It does. But it, more than that, he also he had made full intention of wanting to put the franchise behind him at Power Morphicon of this year. Right, but... So then the question becomes, and we, we can sit there and play devil's advocate all we want and be and make some hearsay we don't know what he would have wanted yeah yeah and you know there were there were other things going on and people say things that they take back and people have arguments that they um that they get over and you will never know what what would have happened what he would have done um That's the hardest thing, you know, regrets. Oh yeah. And besides the 30th anniversary special, the other thing that uh is yet to come is Legend of the White Dragon, which you know, again, honesty moment. I I poo-pooed that as you know, vanity project, et cetera, et cetera. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they shelve it at this point. If it's filmed, I, I really don't know. It's either going to be really shelved or it's going to be released really quickly. I mean, it's supposed to come out next year. I'm not sure where it is in production, but that's going to be that's going to be a tough watch. Um, you wonder like who. It all comes down to what Bad in the Sun wants, what his family wants. Right. Because uh, his daughter Jenna was in that as well. Um, did you have any uh, interactions with him at um, Power Morphicon that you'd like to share? Uh, un you were unfortunately, there. and it doesn't make for good uh, radio, if you will. Uh, I did not. I didn't have the opportunity to. I was kind of holed up in my uh, my panel room the entire time. I did not get a chance to work with Jason David Frank, I was not one of the staff involved in making sure he got to his booth okay. I don't think I even saw the man in person the entire time. But he had his presence loomed over the entire convention. Yeah, that corner of the uh, of the con we were talking about was just constantly, constantly busy. Um, so, to sum up, you know, he wasn't a perfect person. Who is? What he was was beloved. He was an icon, an ambassador of the franchise. He he loved the fans, and 
you know, however transactionally you thought it was. He, you know, he seemed to be having, he was in his element when he was at these conventions. And he may not have had the kind of acting career that other Rangers have had after leaving the franchise. Um, you know, he, he was the Adam West of Power Rangers. He was the William Shatner of Power Rangers. He, you know, he was the quintessential Power Ranger. And this has probably been the most difficult day in uh, the history of the fandom. And uh, again, my thoughts are, are with his family and everyone else who is struggling to wrap their heads around this terrible, terrible loss. Uh, Mike, any, uh, any final thoughts? Um, it, if you are a person that is truly affected by this more than you thought you would be listening to this. It's okay to be upset about it. It's okay to have those feelings. No one's going to take that away from you. I just would suggest that when the time comes after the grieving that don't forget what he gave you he gave everybody and use that learn from and to move forward well said so love each other take care of each other Remember the uh, U.S. Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Once again, the number is 988. Rest in peace, JDF. <laughs>